And it's official. Well, I'll be listening to it on the way home. You should. Give me some full Seth talking. Both of us are going to be like full of reflux on this episode. Both of us having recently come from dinner. We're two dinner boys. What can we say? Okay. Um. Well. Yeah. 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 Well. <laughs> All right. Let's just. We're not, yeah. I mean, we're not going to need anything super special for this one. It's no. laid out before you like a wide open road for you to just run down with your. It's gonna be like Mad Max Fury Road on this one. <laughs> I'm furious. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I'm full. I'm happy. I'm rip roaring. Is that phone volume down? It's everything. You know, I, I, it's everything. I, I keep I keep my shit in check. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Um, oh. We're here for a little bit of a late night record. It's nine thirty here, nine thirty seven to be exact, on the East Coast. Uh, over here in Florida, the cheese toast, the cheese toast, um, and we both just got done supping um, with our well, with your, <laughs> your family and me with you watching me. Uh, I was going to say with our respective families, but um, you know, close. You are my family. You're like my brother. Oh, thank you so much. And as you likewise, although I look at you more as like some sort of wacky cousin that comes around so often, or that I have to visit every once in a while to check up on. I'll take it. Yes, <laughs> we both uh, we both supped. We gorged ourselves at the trough of trough of loveliness, that yes. meaning food. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, had a good uh, good evening with fam- with uh, my actual family, my blood family, and then came over here and, uh, and it's now, been it's been a good it's been a good week, man. Good, a lot of busy, real busy. I know you're busy, man. I know you're mm. neck deep again. Like you know that I am. that holiday break is gone. Well, and I've been asked by my old boss to play a show with him. In the country of Colombia, this was going to come up right now. I was going to <laughs> yes, ask you about it. It was because yeah. it did. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, you didn't. I, I learned about it on Facebook, and I was like, "What the?" F-? And yeah, Colombia. Probably. I even I was like that. Yeah, he uh, is from Colombia. Uh, the name of the band, if you're interested, is Caballeta, C A B A L E T A, a Spanish-speaking uh, um, rock band. Um, very, um, I don't want to say stoner metally, but very riffy and most of the stuff is, is, uh, yeah, riffy and slow and, and jams. And, uh, they were a two piece and, um, he is without a drummer right now and needed someone for the show that he had booked. The guy that he had fell through. And so he came to Chaboy. Wow. And, uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm as surprised as you are. I kept expecting it to fall through, and then he sent me uh, plane tickets to Bogota and now, said, see you there. For as long as I've lo- known you, you're not internationally known, but you're known to rock a microphone. That's true. But now, we can't say that anymore. No. As of the end of this month, it's gonna, it's, everything's going to change. I will be internationally known. Yeah, it's, it's, that is, that is, dude, that is for real a wild story. It is very, very wild. It'll be my third continent I've been to, because, um, of course, North America. North America. I've been to your old stomping grounds of Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and I was also in England and uh, Scotland once upon a time. So, I mean, it, I'll be there literally for a day, but, um, Still. but very, very stoked on it. Do you know the city? Uh, I don't know. I know we fly into Bogota. Okay. Okay. That's all I know. Good um, enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I can say I went to fucking in- Bogota, Colombia. Flipping incredible. And then man. I'm going to play drums at a show. And then you're going to play a I'm show. Gonna, and then I'm going to fuck off the next day. <laughs> you're going to be like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you're going to be. I, it's almost, it's almost better that I'm going to be there for a day. It's like a whirlwind adventure. It's like they're just flying me in for the gig and then flying me out. It's, it's. It's it still hasn't fully hit me. I don't think I was practicing the songs today. Just going, what the fuck is this? The day this tornado is going to hit Bogota. Indeed, that's incredible. I don't man. think they're that ready. Is, I'm, I don't I, think you, they're ready. I, you out there in podcast land can't see it, but I'm smiling and in, in pride. He's also uh, rubbing his forehead. 
Well, I got bumps. He's got. I got. <laughs> my man got bumps. I got worries, but I'm. I'm not. But I'm more than anything very happy for you that you get to go Thank do this. You. I can't wait. I hope it's live streamed or at least caught on video. Something I will hope happen, there's audio. Sure. I hope something happens. I hope that they try to convince you to stay longer. They try to woo you with cash, and I found out tonight that my and... good friend, my good friend Keith, is going to be playing guitar. Also, what? Are you really? So um, he was looking for a guitarist, and um, who I've uh, Keith, who I played in a bunch of bands with, uh, at this point, uh, said he would be interested. Was able to get the time off work for this whopping three days, but hopefully, it's a sign of things to come too. If it goes well, then uh, you know I would be more than down to go to South America again at some point. So uh, we'll see what happens. I hope you get the call to every continent, Antarctica, Australia, Asia. I hope this one's happens. going out to that ice shelf. Yeah. <laughs> this one's called <laughs> Contraluce. <laughs> All these songs that I don't know what the fuck they mean. I'm like, I hope this isn't like gonna about overthrowing the government. We're going to get shot on. Oh, stage my God. Please don't let it be. But we'll see. Yeah. I oh. hope you're not flown away by a tsetse flyer. <laughs> You know, or attacked by wild... Tsetse flies are mostly Africa, yes? Is I don't know. I have I no idea. So. I'm not sure. But we're not but here to talk about... I know that you hear about... them uh, chirping in the distance in Bogota. <laughs> you know, and they uh, their beaks pierce the the bodies of the little Colombian children in the middle of the night. Um, but what are we here to talk about, Mark? We're not here to talk about tsetse flies, beaks, or Colombian children. We're not here to talk about supping on delicious dinners. Oh. We're here to unfortunately talk Dude. about the hit song, Pretty Fly... And then in parenthetical for a white guy, end parenthesis, um, by Offspring. Okay. If you have any taste, if you have any class at all, you will know that there is nothing, uh, there's not There's not very deep that we're going to be going on this song. Not very much of a deep dive yeah. this time around. It's, it's pretty much all on the surface. Uh, you know, it's just one that we figured we should probably go over just for the benefit of of those that are listening and, you know, hey, might actually pick up this and, well, I suppose there are out there, those out there that are going to pick this up and find some sort of redeeming value in it. I don't know why, but there are those. And that's what we're doing it for, them, I believe. We're straightening the right. We're straightening the wrong. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'll pick songs and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing uh, because, you know, it makes it interesting. You threw it in my lap last week. Yeah. I took it. I kind of, well, yeah. I mean, you know... I, that's okay. Both of the songs are weird, and <clears throat> I just know that this song, in my opinion, sucks. Um, so we'll kind of, I mean, you know, we've talked earlier about, uh, in the past, about not picking songs that are, like, purposefully bad, but these lyrics are just, um, they're just god-awful, a lot of them. Well, over the past month, we've gone over some, what I would say complicated lyrics mm. you know that we've done a lot of those and yes. this one's pretty uh this one's pretty juvenile it's there's nothing there's nothing there's no you know nothing that's gonna like turn the corners quick or you know shoot some surprises out out at you it's it, it's pretty much all bad what's your relationship with the offspring can't stand them um first heard them when they first came out uh you know with these hits i think it was sometime you know mid to late 90s mid 90s and, uh, I mean, back then I was too cool for school, heard it, said it was good, bad, immediately dismissed it. But this is one of the ones where, uh, we can hold on to that and pretty much say that I still don't like them. I still think it's all pretty atrocious, which is in stark contrast to what we did last week, where I said, I heard things back when they, the song that we did, uh, semi-charm kind of life. I heard it when it first came out, didn't like it, dismissed it, hadn't nothing to do with it for years, came back and wound up finding some things, especially musical, that were redeeming about it. This one is not the case at all. We saw Stephen Jenkins and found out how much of a piece of crap that he was, and we went over that. And once again, on the flip side, we learned this week about Dexter, the singer, and he's not so much a piece of shit. He is... Um, you would say that he goes back and forth on the metronome of crap and then redeeming crap and then redeeming just back and forth you know the minute that he does something really bad all of a sudden he surprises you and does something good albeit not necessarily in the music industry but just something good in general and we're going to go over that in a second <clears throat> the thing that's at one point something very strange happened um if you're familiar with the offspring's older stuff they were a very um 
a, a lot of their stuff was very they had a lot of serious stuff uh their hit song um uh self-esteem um was about um you know it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek play on um you know a relationship where a guy is being used by a woman um you know it was a little silly i guess or you know didn't take itself ultra seriously but you know about something that uh you know uh, there were some people that uh i think really could connect with it there was of course also come out and play which was about school shootings um bad habit which was about road rage mm-hmm. <clears throat> songs that again weren't necessarily taken you know they weren't super serious but they were songs about some pretty serious subject matter sometime after that album came out they started doing this which was um just silly dumb shit would you say they gave themselves over to like pop, you know, money making, you know, I'm going to I'm just going to write this song hoping that it'll get into the top 10 and we'll be able to milk it for a couple of bucks. That, you think that seems yeah, that seems like kind of what happened after 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 smash there was Ixnay on the ombre and it's like, oh, no, Yeah, I, I do remember that I was really <clears throat> um, just try and forget it. Yeah, and then you know, then they came out with America. What, uh, Ixnay on the Ombre, stupid name, but had you know gone away, which I think was kind of a serious song. Mm. Then they released Americana, which had Why Don't You Get a Job, um, God, The Kids Aren't All Right, and of course then this song, uh, the band's biggest hits, um, and kind of hit, found their uh, their peak. In popularity, mm-hmm. I mean, if you thought Smash did it, this kind of bumped them up a notch. Unfortunately, sadly, that don't. Why don't you get a job? Is like a play on. For those of you that haven't heard it, is like a play on Obla D, mm-hmm. Obla Da by uh, the wonderful Paul Simon. A lot of people. I, I don't know. How do you feel about Obla D? Real quick, just for a second. Obla D, Obla Da by Paul Simon. Well, well and Paul Simon, Paul McCartney. I'm so okay. sorry. I am so it was sorry. Like, whoa! Paul, I, I just you just blew my fucking mind. That popped out from out of nowhere. Uh, uh, yesterday, I listened to a very long podcast about Paul Simon. That's why that came out. Uh, um, no, by Paul McCartney. How do you feel about that song? Obla D. I mean, I think it's fine. Okay, because I, there are serious Beatles fans like you and myself that both say that that say that's possibly his worst song. They don't like it. Uh, I, I mean, happen to love it. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, it's it's fun and silly, and you know, it's it's fine. When I heard them do the, the the their you know this get a job, I just it made me just really dislike them even more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this didn't song really like it at all. Came out in 1998, um, and was a success internationally, reaching number one in ten countries, including Australia, where it stayed at number one for six weeks and was certified quadruple platinum i hate when australia lets me down yeah that's like, it's two million records god i love that's it two I love million so many we have so many great no-no listeners and some listeners of this podcast yeah. that live down under and so many times there's questionable <laughs> just these songs were just like this you know how i feel about those places you know how i feel about the bands from there and then you, you yeah you get this news and it's uh we yeah. i got the news today oh boy <laughs> oh boy oh boy um yeah what, what uh, are the chances that we're gonna hear something back on this one man <laughs> probably pretty good quite possibly quite possibly yeah yeah uh anything that you want to uh else you want to talk about before we get yes there started is something I, I do want to go into the lyrics rather i don't want to linger on this one like we do talking about the bands i do want to mention something about dexter holland though i think he's pretty damn interesting he is. Did you did you do any did you do any looking? I didn't, but I do. I think I did hear that he has a degree in something intense, doesn't he? Like he has a nuclear... PhD in in molecular biology. Something. Hold on, I'm going to get to it. It's um yeah, molecular biology. I was right. He has yeah. a PhD in it. He um he start. I guess the offspring started in 1984, 
and uh, it was just sort of a, a, a one a, like a musical thing that he did with his friends and didn't expect it to go anywhere. And went to the University of Southern California, earned a BS, then went on to an MS, and then eventually um, took time off to go do this music thing with his friends. And they, of course, achieved a level of monetary success. I'd l- I question the musical success, but the monetary success. And then um, left and came back to um, a- around 2000 and, I don't know, 12, 13 um, and started working towards his PhD in uh, micro or microbiology, and he did a lot of great things with it. I mean, did some really good stuff. He worked in a laboratory of vir- viral uh, oncology, you know, working towards helping to cure cancer. Um, did a bunch of things, working a, a research, working in microRNA sequencing uh, for HIV. Um, mm. Did uh, some very important work on that. Um, wrote papers on it, helped work in labs, um, you know, to try and clear up HIV. You know, it's still not completely gone. There are drugs that you can take. For those of you that think that HIV and AIDS went away, they're just drugs that you can do to suppress it and keep it away. This guy's working on, you know, on some important things, and he, and he started working on these things and got a PhD in 2017. And then he released a hot sauce, you know. <laughs> metronome clicks back the other direction, um, you know, and... <laughs> You're like, oh, great, wonderful, that's great. So you make a hot sauce. But then he comes back and starts working, you know, he's working with Dead Kennedy's uh, Jell-O Biafra and starts working on a foundation that was used to raid, uh, raise money for AIDS research projects um, and works for Amnesty International. Participate, runs marathons and gives money to those things for uh, DA, DNA testing evidence uh, to, you know, to uh, basically all AIDS work, HIV and AIDS. And I mean, you got to give the guy, you know, a little bit of credit for being a decent human being. We're not talking about a Stephen Jenkins here, man. We're talking about somebody that's doing something that's making a positive change in this world, not musically, but he's working towards bettering the planet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have no problems with him. Yeah. Not um, at all. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I Except think that, music. <laughs> I think that he seems uh, unlike Noodles, their guitarist, who received the nickname Noodles because he noodles on the guitar, okay, uh, who worked as a janitor at Earl Warren Elementary School in Garden Grove <laughs> Earl before Smash came out, and then it got very big, and he uh, stopped janitoring. And in a uh, in a mock interview on a DVD um, of the band, he said that he likes quote the finer things in life, such as red wine, classical music cigarettes poetry and pasta he occasionally goes snowmobiling and snowboarding <laughs> okay. i don't know if any of that's true and i don't to be honest with you i don't care don't bother writing in earl warren supreme court justice <clears throat> gave <laughs> us the warren report if there for those of you that don't know and he worked as a janitor at his elementary school uh yeah they're 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 not they're not i guess they're not terrible human beings just you know everyday run-of-the-mill schmucks that decided hey let's see if we can make a couple of bucks writing some pretty cheesy shitty songs good for them yeah yeah good for them and then years later it's going to wind up in those laps of two very full and satisfied men in cape coral talking about some bad lyrics Speaking of, yeah, oh yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. So right off, if we want to get mad, we've got the uh, Rock of Ages intro, uh, the uh, nonsense Gunter Glieben Glauten Globen. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Well, they decide to do this. Do you know what that's from? It's from Rock of Ages. Yes, by Def Leppard. Do you know the guy who said that? Those words. No, it was Mutt Lang. Mr. Oh, okay. Shania Twain okay. was yeah. the producer of Pyromania, and they, uh, the singer Joe Joe, what's his face? I can't remember his name right now. The Joe singer, Joe. yeah, Joe Joe, um, <laughs> asked for a like a click track or a count off uh, to give them, you know, to to line up to start off the the song, and Mutt just went Gunter Glieben Glauten Globen. And if, you know, when I was growing up, that was when you saw the video come on MTV, that's how it started with those words, and we all got really excited because it was a great video, and I'm sure that Dexter probably felt the same way, he's around the same age, and he heard it, and he thought, hey, let's just throw it at the beginning of the song. So, 
Please don't. Yeah, please don't. In the for the please sake go of... back in time and don't do that. <laughs> are you talking to Mutt? Or are you talking to Dexter? I'm talking to uh, Dexter. Okay. I mean, Mutt Lang can do whatever he wants, and Def Leppard can do whatever they want, right? Within reason, but sort of, yeah. Uh, and then we get right into the little drum fill, and then the the very high pitch. Give it to me, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. And all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. And then we got we just jump right into it. Oh, but yeah. Let's let's that let's just go ahead and jump right into those. Yeah. First verse. Um. So you know we get the little guitar lick and and. And they're rocking out, and then the first count in wasn't enough, so then we get an uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. You know it's kind of hard just to get along today. Our subject isn't cool, but he fakes it anyway. He may not have a clue, and he may not have style, but everything he lacks, well, he makes up in denial. <clears throat> isn't that funny? This guy should get a job writing for The Tonight Show. Oh, Doing the opening monologue every night. Can you just imagine? It's, I'm, I'm assuming that Dexter wrote these. And, and let's get this out of the way. Dexter did not write this from, you know, personal experiences. He's definitely yes. writing it from a third person absolutely. narrative. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to go way too hard on, a, on this song that is just dumb. <laughs> it's so bad. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about what this song is about from, from the band themselves. All right. Um. So here's a quote from Dexter Holland, um, who described uh, the lyrics are about someone, quote, uh, from about people that are from like Omaha, Nebraska, regular white bread boys, but who act like they're from Compton. It's so fake and obvious that they're trying to have an identity. Holland detailed that he meets many teenagers like those in his native Orange County. What, so he says there are people like Omaha, people in Omaha, but then he says there's loads of them where he lives, <laughs> which is to say just fucking teenagers, kind of. Kind of. Just yes. like, you know, Thank fucking you, kids. Dexter, for your commentary on the middle on middle America when you spent most of your time on the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about, quote, people going to the mall where they buy FUBU, Tommy Hilfiger and Ice Cube's latest record, though our uh, main protagonist will not be able to get said record shame on them um he, now <laughs> the thing is is it focuses a lot on this guy being white mm -hmm. and people being not white um and he says that um given that rap culture is the starting point he wanted to clarify felt the need to clarify that this was not attack an attack on african-americans but posers of any kind <laughs> Though we're not really talking about posers is, of any is that kind. Quote? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I've got a lot of black friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, really? Come on. Yeah. He's, I mean, nobody thought that, man. Yeah. Jesus. So he, he he says it's about posers of any kind, but we're pretty talking about one kind of poser. Right. But he didn't want to be preachy about it. Those, those that writing... one kind of poser from Omaha, Nebraska that wants to buy an Ice Cube record. That one specific that we all know about. But by the way, also all over the place in in Orange County. Yeah. Um, we are uh, getting amusement out of it more than anything else. Um, sure, man. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because the reason that I bring that quote up is because the first line is, you know, it's kind of hard just to get along today. It's like, yeah, well, you know, the, the main, the main protagonist of this song is a fucking, you know, probably some teenager just trying to find a sense of identity. And he says in the beginning, it's 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 hard. It's hard being a kid. It's hard being it's hard just getting through. And I'm going to compound that by making fun of all of you and talking about how shit your life is. Dexter opening up with here. I'm just trying to relate. Oh, by the way, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so. our subject isn't cool, but he fakes it anyway. You're, yeah, it's it's really hard. That's to get our along, first funny line. But you're faking it. Yeah, this is the first one that's going to make us all just explode in laughter. He may not have a cool clue, and he may not have style, but everything he lacks, he makes up in denial. I think this kid, whoever it is, and he's probably singing about one specific kid that he saw, not this whole demographic that he claims, probably turned out to be a pretty decent human being. 
I'm hoping. Well, you know, there's there's this because we all lack identity at a young age. This this all brings in a question: What is cool? Yeah. Okay. And and you know he is saying that the person doesn't have a clue and in in is den- in denial. But I don't know that uh, I don't know that we really ever get the impression. And the weird thing is, is that in the chorus, they're saying that he's pretty fly for a white guy, which doesn't really give off the impression that other people think he's not cool. Definitely contradictory. If there are women saying, give it to me. And he's saying all the girls say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. I mean, not that that's the highest praise, but I've heard lower praise. I mean, you know, if you're pretty fly for a white guy, I, I would fucking take that. <laughs> I could live for a couple of months on that compliment. Apparently, if you don't have a clue and you don't have any style and you're full of denial, you're pretty damn fly. So don't debate a player straight. You know he really doesn't get it anyway. Gotta play the field and keep it real. For you, no way. For you, no way. So if you don't rate, just overcompensate. At least you'll know you can always go on Ricky Lake. The world needs wannabes. Ah, uh, hey, hey, do that brand new thing. What does a player straight mean? No fucking clue. Is he trying to say that this guy, like ironically, tongue in cheek, is a player and he's straight? Like he's a straight guy and he's always going to be on the hunt. I don't, I'm not sure. And you know, he, yeah, I think that's what he's referencing because you know, he really doesn't get it anyway. Is it females or, you know, the getting the opposite sex or is it, is it a clue? Is it, you know, get some sense of style and identity? I wish I could tell you. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Doesn't this guy, this guy had a, he's got a PhD, man. Well, not in English. I mean, <laughs> obviously not That's in poetry. Sure. Yeah, exactly. There's book smarts or and street smarts. Communications. <laughs> yeah. So don't. And, and what are we not debating? <clears throat> I mean, so don't debate. Um, okay. Who, me or the guy or, or who? I'm going to call into question his Southern, Southern California sensibilities here and debate him. I'm going to call him out. The only thing I really understand is, you know, he really doesn't get it anyway, which is saying like he I guess we're saying that the that the 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 fly, the the pretty fly guy, mm-hmm. the pretty fly white guy um, doesn't understand what is and was not cool. According to Dex, we should also remember that all of this is through the eyes of someone who still dresses like a. 22 year old punk rocker um who's even well though he's in his, his 50s or yeah. 60s yeah um which you know i should say at the end you know ultimately i don't care but i do think that it's funny that someone that looks like a <laughs> member of the offspring is going to rip on someone else whether you know it or not mark and i at the end of this episode are going to box up a pair of izod chinos and a, and a knit shirt and send it off to him and put a little note in it saying, uh, this is the way you're supposed to dress at this age, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's like, oh, well, you're just a, you're just a, you know, you're just a, a poser. Mm. And it's like, okay, guy wearing a chain wallet. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like what makes someone, you know, if, if someone is into a culture and I, I'll have to find it at some point here, but it's like, if he really likes this music and this culture, um, you know, there's, don't get me wrong. There's definitely appropriation to be counted for and stuff, but there's definitely some, some overlap there where when a culture that is spearheaded by one group, like a minority group or something like that becomes just popular culture, it definitely makes for a, uh, a lot of conversation that he's yeah to questions no. pop up yes you know i mean it's um i can't help but think but the, you know when you see kids that get enthused and are genuinely you know brought into and and caught up in the identity of a different culture that it's that it's a good thing i, I really yeah uh, I, I i can't help but think that oh they're learning you know about this other thing they think it's awesome they want to dress like that they want to look like that when it's genuine 
I don't think it's fucking hurting anybody. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, again, I guess there will be some stuff here later on that um, that that I almost said Jules Holland, <laughs> that Dexter Holland makes him think like, oh, well, this guy isn't real. And a lot of it is, I think, just kind of fucked up. Um, I got to play the field and keep it real for you. No way for you. No way. Um, so I guess this is more just like uh, exclusivity of our main protagonist that um, he is not allowed in the game. So if you don't rate, just overcompensate. I love how it, it, when we go to the genius on this, it says that he's not uh, his stance is not against African Americans or rap music. We've been over that. They but love just to really, po- yeah, really reiterate that uh, posers of any kind, which basically makes Dexter Holland the ultimate gatekeeper. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm standing guard over what you're allowed to do. Thank you for using that word because it's a a pretty great word for this situation. It's you know him. Uh, him just telling people who is and who isn't a poser and who gets to and gets to not enjoy certain um, styles and certain music. He gets to be the grand California arbiter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you don't rate, just overcompensate. I guess so. If you're not cool enough, just just go above and beyond um, and basically be a tryhard, I suppose. At least that you'll at least that you'll know. I, I don't know if this it's, it's clunky. Yes, I, yeah, I agree. I agree that you can always go on Ricky Lake, which I mean, talk about a dated reference. Well, I, when is did Ricky this Lake dead? No, no, she's still alive. She's definitely still alive. But in 97, in 97, and I remember this, Ricky Lake had already like passed. She's she was gone. She was almost, you know. As far as he's referring to an afternoon talk show that this woman, Ricky Lake, went on and she brought out outrageous people and outrageous guests. It was a shock value show a la Without the Fights, Jerry Springer. But by 97, she was kind of passe. It was kind of already done. You know, she was she was pretty much the show might have been on, but it had definitely hit its peak years before. I'm talking like 92, 93. Yeah, this is and this this main character of this song does not seem like someone that would go on fucking Ricky. I mean, the guy likes to listen to rap music <laughs> like fucking leave him alone. For he likes a to emulate his rap idols. The world needs wannabes. Hey, hey, do that brand new thing. So now we're basically just calling it. We're just saying that this guy is a wannabe um, and I don't know what makes you a you are as opposed to a wannabe, but apparently Dexter Holland is here to tell you. In this same year, we found out if you're a wannabe, you could get with the Spice Girls. So it can't all be bad. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I yeah. would not mind that. I wouldn't mind it either. We get another give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. And all the girls say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. This is the most there's, atrocious there's, shit. It is the most un- it's, and 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 the <laughs> well here we go. So for someone who's like, oh well, it's not a race thing. It's not a race thing. Well, it's really weird because like they have this thing about using Hispanic people, and I mean obviously, you know. I'm not saying that Hispanic people should not be in recordings or whatever, but it it seems weird to me that like, I don't know. It just seems weird to me that they were like, we're going to get someone with like a heavy accent Mm -hmm. to sing this. And like the uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. It's like, why are we like, why are we other fying so much? the other characters in this you're damn right with like hispanic people like he keeps saying what i'm saying doesn't give a stance against african-americans and we can assume that he's probably also talking about you know latino or chicano americans or however you want to say it but why do you keep bringing it up so much man you know 
the lo- lady him, doth protest too exactly much. Exactly from Hamlet. Yeah. Yes, yes. He needs some cool tunes, not just any will suffice. But they didn't have ice cubes, so he bought vanilla ice. Now cruising in his pinto, he sees homies as he pass. But if he looks twice, they're going to kick his lily ass. Mm. Okay. This is all kinds of... There's just... Okay. This is just weird. Yeah. So I guess... Um, I guess the joke here is that um, he confuses or conflates to some extent ice cube and vanilla ice because there's ice in both of the names so this is i guess supposed to be like see how much of a wannabe he is he doesn't even really know rap music he can't get the ice right (laughs) yeah i mean come on how how ridiculous is that i'm just sad about this line that you know the ultimate in white lameness is vanilla ice at this point and i always grew up hating pat boone for being too white you know <laughs> yeah i mean yeah uh, uh, vanilla ice shit he seems cool now these days now the music video which we will get to talking to at some point later on um he is the our our main character our pretty fly white guy um is driving like what would be referred to as a hoopty hoopteville um and he's got switches very much so um hydraulics yeah yeah i mean it's an impressive car yeah it is uh but our character here is driving a pinto which again i guess we're making fun of him for having a not a great car a sensible automobile i mean it's like ah you're poor (laughs) <laughs> like, you can't like rap so because you have a pinto how dare you try to elevate yourself it's just like you're just you just don't like this guy no <laughs> like that's what it comes down to <laughs> whoever this like other man is whoever yeah. this pretty fly white guy is probably left a flaming bag of dog shit on his porch <laughs> and now he's targeting him forever yeah yeah it's like him having a pinto doesn't have anything to do with anything at all and then because he can't, you know, it should be, he sees homies as he passes, not as he pass. Mm. Uh, there's another uh, language homies. lesson for Dexter Holland. <laughs> that one's free. Mr. PhD. Hashtag teach Dexter. I wonder if your uh, theory or your dissertation, you know, had any grammatic errors like this. Yeah, if you had noodles, edit his, uh, <laughs> edit, <laughs> edit his paper. Um, noodles you got better penmanship and well, and the fact that he says he sees homies you know what he means yeah once <laughs> like, again he's it's like some of the most borderline racist not being do. it's like referring to black guys not taking as homies not taking a stance against the minority communities jesus but this white guy's going by and he sees believe this some homies it's like jesus christ it this it screams me so homie <laughs> it, it screams uh um you know oh i voted for obama so i can't be racist yes <laughs> it's like just referring to black people as homies uh but if he looks twice they're gonna kick his lily ass mm. okay lily meaning ultra white buttocks very white buttocks yes, very is. very yes so don't debate a player straight you know he really doesn't get in any way gotta play the field and keep it real for you no way for you no way so if you don't rate just overcompensate at least that you'll know you can god yeah this dude it it's so fucked up it's like you you're got to be buster rhyme to figure this shit out it's such a tongue twister to get it all out it's it's hard at least that you'll know you can always go on ricky lake that sentence doesn't even make sense. Yeah. The world wants wannabes. Uh, hey, hey, do that for anything. Then, um, so then there's what? this. This fucking thing. This is fucking... This is so stupid. So we hit our bridge. Yeah, and I want to say something. Please. It seems to me in the construction of this song, musically, orally, A-U-R-A-L, orally, that it, it doesn't there's like no defi- there's no real definition to verse chorus verse which some say would say is you know oh, oh breaking thinking outside the box breaking outside the constraints of normal music theory but it just sounds like it it just sounds like they're just pushing a song along like not giving it any real definition and this bridge 
is one of the shittiest bridges because it doesn't it, it, it sounds like they're just pushing through it like there's no there's there's nothing you know fine-tuned about it it's like we're just going to write things to fit these lyrics that he came up to that's what it sounds like he's doing yeah he's he's we've had it happen before where people just cram yeah and the lyrics are all crammed together I yeah mean, yeah look at that. All right, hit me, Mark. This is now, the real bullshit. He's getting a tattoo, yeah. He's getting ink done. He asked for a 13, but they drew a 31. Friends say he's trying too hard and he's not quite hip, but in his own mind, he's the he's the dopest trip. <clears throat> where? I don't know. Where do we go? Where do we go in uh, uh, trying to? He's getting a tattoo. He's getting. He's asked for a thirteen, but they drew a thirty-one. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, where where do we where do we take this? In all the time that we've spent coming in here and wondering what the fuck are people uh, are trying to say, coming up with uh, the only thing we can extract from this is that he wants to look, look cool because he wants to get a thirteen like a gang. And it comes out as a 31. How was a 13 like a gang? There is a gang called MS-13. Okay. I, yeah. I doubt but, I doubt that this but, is referencing but, that. But he, no, it, it might is. Be. But the problem is, is that, Mark, you are learned and you don't know this. He's gone outside the constraints of relatability. And it's clunky and it's stupid and it's petty. Very petty. As a matter of fact, I guess we should just brand this song petty. Doesn't like some kid. Maybe because of his youth. Maybe because of, you know, uh, you know, he wants to be a gay. Maybe it's his ego propping himself up. But he's just he's he's broken every rule. He's getting a tattoo. Yeah, he's getting ink done. Thank you. I didn't understand the first time you told me. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're able to really bring it around. He asked for a 13, but they they drew a 31. Which, they drew it or they tattooed it? Right. Because if they drew a 31, then he can probably just go, I don't think Dexter's hey, ever no. gotten a tattoo, man. Just, can you erase that yeah. and just draw it right and give me a, a 13 instead? Uh, and yeah, like you said, I mean, if this is related to the gang, then, it, like you said, it's it's not a very clear, it's a very clunky and, and unclear to most of the other people that are probably like this kid, I guess. Yeah, how many kids in Omaha know about MS-13? I mean, really? Seriously? Yeah. How, it's, it, you know, and he's, I don't know. It's a bullshit job of trying to explain shit away. And yeah, and, and his friends say he's trying too hard and he's not quite hip. Uh, but in his own mind, he's the, he's the dopest trip. Definitely want to hang out with this kid more than Dexter. You know, it's like, well, let him fuck. If if he if he's cool to him, then don't fucking berate him for following what he wants to do. Like, what the fuck do you care? He's got a direction. Yeah, sort of. I mean, and we all know that it's hard enough to find one in any fucking case throughout your life. It's difficult to come across. And I mean, you know, if you want to sound fucking to. To kind of like put the fucking put the shovel in the ground at the end of digging a grave saying he he thinks he's the dopest trip. I don't know if that's supposed to be him thinking that, but or if that's that's what Dexter is saying. But trip. What I a, picture Dexter being beat up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Just do. That's what I jerk off. To. Somebody's bitch. <laughs> Somebody's bitch. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh, give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. So don't debate. A player straight. You know he really doesn't get it anyway. Gotta play the field and keep it real. For you, no way. For you, no way. So if you don't rate, just overcompensate. At least that you'll know you can always go on Ricky Lake. God, that's terrible. Yeah, it is. The world needs one of these, ah. Uh, the world loves wannabes, ah. Uh. Let's get some more wannabes, ah. Uh. Hey, hey, do that brandy thing. Well, hey, at least he came through on the end. Sure, why not? Let him, let, let him be wannabes, man. Four times platinum that song went. Yeah, I know. I, one of the most... I'm working in a fucking bank. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and this fucking 20 guy. 20 years of spraying plastic. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, and he's... And, and this. Yeah. Well... 
and this. We can give him a little bit of credit. The dude's working on HIV, probably solving that problem, you know, on a pretty consistent basis. We can't hate him that much. I wonder how much money he gets doing that. I don't think it's probably as much as he made off this song. Dude, when you go... And that's the problem with the work. <laughs> you you want to see the disparity. It's football players pay as opposed to teachers pay. Yeah. And someone trying to cure AIDS and someone who wrote this fucking piece of shit. Mm. And just look at that pay disparity. I, I'd, like like, go, hey. I'd like to go so far as to say CEO pay as opposed to uh, nurses pay. Or teachers pay, you know. That's the real disparity right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the music video is pretty ridiculous. Pretty lame. Um, it is uh, done by uh, the famous director Mick G, um, who uh, went on to do a bunch of other music videos and movies as well. Uh, his full name is actually Joseph McGinty Nichol, if you were wondering. Old but he Iron did Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, <laughs> Terminator Salvation, The wow. Babysitter. Um, yeah. He did a Terminator movie. That's that's actually kind of cool. I mean, he that did. wasn't the best Terminator movie, but <coughs> nothing like number one or two. No. Uh, he also went to school uh, with Mark McGrath. Oh. So this music video, as we mentioned before, is a guy who I think they really ham it up with how um, out of touch he is, though he is driving, as we said, not a Pinto, but a very, uh, very nice car. It's driving a rather attractive car. It is. Yeah, it looks like a like a convertible Impala or GTO or something like that. And there are attractive women following him yeah, in the throughout music video. The- like dancing right next to the car and him. Now we all know that you know that there's that cliche that goes that women are attracted to cars, but I mean, if that alone, it's obviously made him pretty fly in the eyes of the consumer culture. You know, I mean, can't laugh at him that much driving around in a car that looks like that. But like you said, he's he's accused of driving around in a Pinto, early in the actual lyrics of the song. Much less attractive guy, according to Dexter. Uh. Dexter Holland wanted Seth Green okay. to be the white guy. Kind of, the guy in the video kind of reminded me of a, like maybe a Seth Green or Jamie Kennedy or like some. We were saying Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. It is an Israeli actor. Oh, wow. Uh, so, I mean, I guess maybe Funny. decidedly he not, didn't look Jewish. not white. <laughs> yeah. Um, playing the <laughs> white so. guy yeah. uh, named Guy Cohen, which is funny because he's pretty fly for a white guy. Right. <laughs> Uh, is there a creep factor? Uh, no, um, n- n- not really creepy. Stupid, sad, it's dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, got many other words for know, it. Has uh, you know, if we were to put a factor towards a guy that is upset at nothing, it'd be a ten. Creepy? No, I'll give it a. He doesn't really say anything that creepy. I'm going to give it like a 0.2. Yeah, I it's mean, it's um I don't think it's creepy. No. I think th- there is something that feels kind of weird about it. Yeah. But creepy I guess is not really the word. Um it feels uh it feels just fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's so much race stuff going on here. For Hispanic people, for black people, and for white people. It feels like it's it's problematic for all of the above. It's a very weird... I don't know. It's a very weird thing. Mark, I'm going to tell you right now, don't go to don't go to song meetings. Oh, I don't, already did. Don't go to song meetings. Just, just don't. Oh, yeah. It's just... It's going to make you feel bad about humanity in general if you do. Oh, well, I already do feel bad about humanity. This song does not suck in capital letters. Man, yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of arguing about whether or not this song. The way sucks. he says "cinco cinco" twice is so funny. Oh. <laughs> I mean, imagine it's insulting, really. I mean, that's it's the equivalent of like cats being attracted or and having a fun time with a sock. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's so funny. He says "cinco" twice. Like, dude, if that fucking tickles your pickle, God bless you. Life's got to be being, easy. I was yeah. gonna say, Boy. like, you know. 
God. It's got to feel good to be dumb. Right. I mean, really. I have to watch people getting punched just to get hard these days, and you're <laughs> you're you're laughing about how how Cinco Cinco Seis is hilarious. <laughs> like, all right, man. You know, like every day it's a wonder that I don't put a cold barrel in my mouth. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's it's so fantastic. It's like, well, okay, well, I'm glad some people still like the little things, the simple things. You know, these God people obviously them. don't have to listen to people complain about fifty cents missing from their bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh God. All right. Well, what, next. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to move on, please. Yes. What What are we doing now? Yeah, please. Next <laughs> up, uh, we're going to do Jesse's Girl. Okay. I like uh, that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were originally going to do this with Max. Maybe we'll see about getting him on. Yes. Uh, I yes. think he mentioned wanting to do it. So let me see if we can't get him to zoom in or the something. The wonders of technology can bring him into the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he mentioned this one. I've been kind of licking my chops wanting to do this one so let's, let's do uh, let's get it let's get in there and uh, dig our teeth in there yes seth anything you want to say before we uh sign off here today thanks so much for everybody coming into the new year with us i appreciate everybody that listens to this i want i love hearing all the wonderful responses to the discord and from uh and for lee setting that up for us i would thank you lee if yeah. i didn't say it before to him and reading uh catching up with, with stuff on the discord and reading about all the no-no stuff and i might add I don't want to go into it too much, but what a damn good episode of No No this last week. This was like this was an epically good uh, episode with Andrew and Logan, the winners of the uh, of your what is it eighth? Was it eighth? Uh, eighth, yes. yeah, eighth. Um, and it was Adam and Logan. Adam and Logan. I'm sorry, but Took me um, a second. what a really good episode. Uh, thanks so much for Lee. Thanks so much to all of you that listen. Go out and tell a friend. Leave a review if you want. Do whatever you like. Just listen to us and tell your friends about us and uh, send in what you think about what we say about these songs. We want to hear your opinions, good or bad. We don't care. We like them all. And uh, yeah, Mark. Yeah, um, I think everything that he said, feel free to uh, give us a rating if you'd be so kind. And uh, other than that, listen to um, the uh, the hit song. I I always hate having to say hit song with some of these uh jesse's girl um and we will be back Rick next monday with more lyrics to go Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>